Hi, everyone. Um, so I'm worried that I might sound like a brat or an asshole or maybe I always sound like those things and I just don't know. But I don't mean to sound that way, especially today. Um, there's just some weird shit that's been happening in my head that I would like to process out loud. I think I kind of know what's been going on, but um, I thought I would get on here and talk about it because I know it's definitely related to autism. Um, so a couple of days ago, um, I noticed that I went from feeling super positive and content and agreeable like the majority of the time I am in a decent mood and for whatever reason that went south real quick and I didn't know why um I was trying to figure it out which can be frustrating when there's nothing obvious to explain my emotions or what's going on inside my head um, there was nothing externally that was irritating me. There was nothing internally that I was aware of um, that could explain why all of a sudden I was not feeling that great. So I, I don't I would I didn't go from being in a good mood to a bad mood. Um, I guess I would say disconnected. In a way, um, I don't really know how to explain this well, so I'm trying to figure out what words to use. Um, basically, Alicia was making comments um, and asking me, like, why do I have an attitude? Why am I in a bad mood? Why am I moody? And I told her I'm not any of those things. I don't have an attitude. I don't feel like I'm in a bad mood. Um, and so she was personalizing it a bit. Um, I don't know how to explain this properly. I don't know why you guys still listen to me. Um, so what was going on was... This is what I think was going on. I was kind of maybe shutting down a bit, maybe disconnecting, maybe trying to figure out how I was really feeling and why I was really feeling this way. So she's the only one, and I might have mentioned this last time, she's out of the group. I think there's a total of a total of five of them, including her, not counting the therapists. And she's the only one not staying there. Um, I was kind of hoping that she would change her mind um, once she met everybody last night because she had to drive down there to meet them in person to do like a dinner thing and take a tour of the site. Um, it's like 12 acres of farm and woods and stuff. Um, and I guess the studio is what it's called. It's like a log cabin. But anyways, so I was kind of hoping that she would change her mind and stay down there because she paid, and when I say she, this came out of what is supposed to be money for her school, but you know, when you get loans or whatever, when you're going through school, it doesn't, that money doesn't always go towards school. Like I used money that was supposed to be for school on all kinds of shit. I'm not proud of that, but I mean, it doesn't bother me that I did that. 
So she used 1500 of it for this retreat. That's what it cost. That's everything, um, including like the ketamine that got mailed and the consultations that she did. Um, so picturing myself. So if I was going through this retreat, I would immerse myself in the entire experience. I'm paying all this money. I'm going to do what's recommended. And one of the things that's recommended is that you stay there um, because you want to stay connected to nature. You want to kind of be cut off from the outside. I mean, hello, a retreat is a retreat from life. You're not supposed to just kind of go away and then go back into it and then go away and then go back into it. So I was having anxiety because I understand her concerns about staying like overnight with these people that she doesn't know. Um, But when she came back last night, she seemed like she was in a good mood. So it didn't go like bad or anything. But I don't know. I mean... I I feel the same way, like I would want to be in my own bed, in, you know, my own house. But if I was spending that much money on something like this, I would do what was recommended. Because what do I know? Like, these are therapists, therapists that have been doing this for a while now, they seem to know what they're doing, they've gotten good reviews. Um, This stuff seems to work for people. So I would suck it up. And I would do what was recommended and stay at the whatever they call it a studio the facility the site what you know I would stay there because everybody else would be too so I wouldn't be the only one feeling like nervous or anything like that and I can even talk about that out loud but I know that people are different um and I can't expect that she's going to go through this experience the way that I would like her to but I kind of wish that she would have stayed down there. And so I know this sounds like I'm just trying to get out of driving her. And that's not the reason at all. Um, Driving her, like, yeah, that gave me anxiety. But that's not what I've been worried about. Like, I have Google Maps. I just follow Google Maps. It tells me where to go. And it turned out that the city driving wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. So no worries there. But I was worried, like, I'm worried, what if something, um, what if, not goes wrong, but what if, um, the fact that she's coming back into, quote, the world when she's supposed to be in retreat mode, like, is that going to mess things up for her therapy? Because I don't know, they're calling it ketamine therapy. It's not ketamine therapy. I don't know what the term is, but it's a form of therapy. Um, yeah, so that's um, a little anxiety producing because when somebody is not following rules that make sense, it gives me anxiety, especially when I don't agree with what their reasoning is for not following those rules. And so... I'm pretty sure that that's why I've been acting off is because I have caught myself planning for the what ifs. Like, what if, um, I don't know, 
like what if um somebody calls her and she's talking on the phone or what if she's watching tv when like you wouldn't be watching tv if you were out there there is no tv to watch so in my mind i'm thinking well we have to replicate the environment as best as we can because you're not going to be there. So I told her that, well, I'm going to follow the rules. And I read that email three times to make sure I knew what the rules were. And I put the email up on the fridge and I highlighted what the rules were. And no, they were not called rules on the email, but they read like they're rules. They're telling you, you know, this is well, I guess, I don't know, maybe a suggestion is not a rule, but to me, like, that, it's a rule. It's, it's what they're telling you or recommending for you to do or not do. And in that email, they had addressed the other women that were staying at the site. Like, they were saying stuff like, uh, we have a full-size bed for you. We have a queen size for you. There's a tent for another girl. And then... There was accommodations for the fourth one. And then Alicia's name wasn't in the email, but the rest of it was clearly directed toward her. And it was stating that you need to minimize contact with loved ones, with outside influences. The important piece of this is to stay like immersed in the experience. And that's not being immersed in the experience if you don't want to stay there and you're coming back into the world. Does this make sense? So, and I realize I'm trying to control something I cannot control. So that part is frustrating. But I guess I think to myself, well, would she have, like, what if she would have benefited more if she stayed there than not staying there and I guess that would be frustrating because she could have avoided that by just following the rules and doing what was recommended and suggested by going and staying there with everybody and being connected with nature and doing all that stuff um yeah so This morning, I told her, and I don't even know, this is probably a little bit overboard, but I think, I don't think we should be talking to each other. If she wants to come back into the the world after her day at the retreat, then, like, maybe she should minimize, like, sensory stuff. So, she has eye masks that she bought because she's supposed to bring one with her when they do, like, the ketamine thing or whatever, or when they're meditating. And I told her to bring one in the car and to wear it to shut out like just the cars the light um and I made her a playlist that was like a relaxing playlist for her to listen to while I drove her um and so I don't know I don't know like maybe I'm just repeating myself at this point but I just I don't know like it's frustrating I believe rules should be followed if they make sense. And when somebody does not follow rules, guidelines, whatever you want to call them, when they don't follow them and their reasoning for not following them doesn't make sense, 
I don't know what to do with that. Um, <laughs> this is ridiculous. And I, I realized that I realized how this sounds. Um, but, you know, throughout my life and a lot of these, quote, rules or guidelines have come from like the work environment for me. I have picked and chosen what rules I follow and don't follow over the years because if a rule does not make sense to me, I am not going to follow it. Like, for example, um, when I was a counselor, it was at my first place. Um, I think maybe I was like a year or two into counseling and the CEO at that agency was a straight up narcissist bitch. And there were people that were not doing their therapy notes on time. I, I They're not called therapy notes. They were called like counseling notes or therapy. I don't know what they're called. But like online, it's like this online program thing. I really am so bad at explaining stuff. Um, whatever. It's notes that you're supposed to do on your clients that go into like the system like you would at the doctors or whatever. So the lady was noticing that out of eight counselors, there was like five people that were not getting their notes done on time. They were like weeks behind and I was not one of them. But Alicia was because she did work there and she was very behind on her notes. And so a rule was made by the narcissist bitch that said that while you're in session with your client, you are to type the note and have it signed in, in the system before that client steps outside the office. Um, and no, I did not fucking do that. Like... That would be like me going to see my therapist and all she's doing is staring at her computer and typing and not really making eye contact with me and just kind of like getting whatever information from me to put in her note. Who wants to sit there for that? And I refused to do it. And I knew I was not going to get fired because I was one of the better counselors there. I'm not saying Alicia wasn't good. She was a good counselor. The only thing that she was not very good at was time management with her notes. But other other than that, she was probably even like way better than me. Like her first and then me. Like she was real. She's really good, but just not at getting notes done on time. So that would be an example of a rule I decided not to follow. And like, yeah, I know I wasn't going to get fired because they couldn't afford to lose me. But even if that was something that that was for sure a possibility, I still would do what I did, which was not follow that rule. I'm not going to have somebody coming in to meet with me for 50 minutes and have it feel so impersonal, like, no, thank you. So I did not follow that rule. Um, You know what I mean? Does that make sense? So, yeah. So if somebody is not following these guidelines that this program said it's recommended that you follow, is their experience going to diminish because of it? Is Alicia's experience with this ketamine retreat going to um, be less beneficial because she's not doing what's recommended and she's the only one plus I told her don't you feel like you're going to be left out like these other ladies are going to be there and around each other and 
you're just kind of kind of come and go like will you feel like a part of the group um and it doesn't seem to bother her very much so i don't know um but yeah so i noticed this morning when i woke up my anxiety was gone um that i've been feeling the last couple of days and I don't remember if I said this already, but she had made comments like, oh, you seem to have an attitude or you're moody or whatever. And when I'm feeling like super anxious and I'm trying to figure something out that doesn't make sense, it comes off like I have an attitude, but I really don't feel that way inside. Um, and that's just so hard to explain to people because... I know she still doesn't understand, you know, people, I don't know. No, I'm not throwing her under the bus. It's just kind of been a thing throughout my life where people are like assuming I'm feeling one way based on what they're seeing. And I don't know, like, and they're making assumptions like, oh, you must be feeling this way or I must have done something when like that's not even the case at all. But you're just coming up with assumptions rather than straight out asking me, like, hey, what's going on? You're just saying, oh, like, you have an attitude. Whenever I hear that, I just kind of, ugh, I shut down a little bit because, yeah, I don't like being told I have an attitude. I feel like I might be at the repeating point if I didn't already say that. But anyways, the point of this episode is, is there anybody out there, I know that there is, that has a hard time I guess not I guess I don't know is it do you have a hard time when somebody close to you does something kind of like this and you wish that they wouldn't am I making a big deal over nothing I'm not trying to make a big deal over it I'm just saying that I don't understand why you wouldn't just do what those people told you to do and just wouldn't it be easier to stay there? And then you don't have to worry about like TV or and I'm a loud person. I just am. And so I thought about that too. Like what if I'm too loud for her? She hears the TV or something and she's supposed to be where? In her room? Doing what? Meditating? I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I I can't control this as much as I would like to. I just have to let it be because there's nothing else I can do and just sit back and wait because I am getting my hopes up about a potential outcome that could be positive and I don't want to get my hopes up too much. I think I talked about that one of the last episodes I did. Anyways, I'm going to end this now. Um, If there's anybody out there that can relate to this, maybe like I would love to hear some stories about like rules that you think are stupid that you choose not to follow and then rules that you do feel are appropriate to follow because they make sense. Do Do you know what I mean? It makes sense to follow the speed limit, but go a little bit quicker because, you know, you don't want to crash into people. It makes sense to lock your house at night, like lock your doors to your house, you know, in case you're worried about people breaking in. 
Um, you know, like those aren't rules, but they're things that make sense to do. So you do them. Oh, I don't know. Um, I might be at risk at losing some of you for good. So I'm just going to stop now. Thank you for listening. Okay, goodbye.